to Talking Beasts from NarniaWeb.com, where we explore the world of C.S. Lewis and keep a watchful eye on the latest Narnia movie news. This is Talking Beasts. Guys, can you believe we're here right now? No. This is amazing. Wow. This is Glum Puddle, and I'm going to first introduce Tyrion, the founder of NarniaWeb. Hey, everybody. It's so great to be here. And we have Fantasia, one of the first Narnia Webbers, and now the um, forum administrator. Hello, everybody. We're gathered here today because, my gosh, uh, NarniaWeb.com is 20 years old. So if the thought of a however long this is going to be, chit-chat, just saying, hey, remember the good old days? (laughs) Uh, If that appeals to you and you're interested in the history of the Narnia Web uh, website, the history of the community... Stay on, because we're just going to reminisce here, I think, and I can't wait. And your our listeners can't see, but I'm wearing the NarniWeb.com shirt from circa 2005, I want to say. You're probably the same year the movie came out, I think, oh, is when. I think so. Is that is that the old one with the classified ads on the back? Yes. Yeah, it's got the uh, lifelike, I can't read it right now, of course, but it's got the White Witch taking out an ad in the newspaper for very lifelike statues. I think like just after I became a news, I joined the staff, which would have been about May 2005. Like shortly after I said, okay, I've got this kind of crazy idea, Tyrion. Hear me out. Hear me out. Narnie Web t-shirts. And you're like way ahead of you. We've been on that for months, dude. Like, okay, great. Okay. But so I just thought it would be fun to reminisce about the old days here. So Tyrion, could you, and I feel like I only kind of know this in broad strokes, uh, kind of the origin of NarniWeb, but 20 years ago, this month, the founding of NarniWeb, Tyrion, take me to how we got to NarniWeb becoming a thing. Yeah. Well, so like so many of us, I grew up loving the Narnia stories. I just ingested those really young. And then when I was in my teens, my mom was like, you've got to read this series, The the Lord of the Rings. And read Lord of the Rings and loved it. When I was a teenager, I was the kind of nerdy teenager that was reading The Silmarillion and wanting to talk to people about it. And people are like, what? <laughs> and then in you know the late, late 90s, this news came out that there was going to be this movie about Lord of the Rings, which of course was just amazing. And then it turns out that it was good. And it it, (laughs) it like brought to life this story that you've known and loved in a way that was just fabulous. And, and, And it was so, so good. In the process of, you know, watching the first movie and then being excited about the next movie, I discovered the one ring.net or torn, which was this you know, huge fan site that just, they just sort of ingested and, 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 and just had all the, all the great uh, news about, about the movie. And I thought, oh, these guys had such a good idea and they're so huge. And you can see how much people really are, are joining this community here of Lord of the Rings people. And, and I kind of just loved that idea of what they built. And then in, it must've been like mid 2002, I heard somehow through, through the, I, I kind of was thinking about where did I first hear about the Narnia movie? I think I was in Costco and I was looking at, <laughs> Oh wow. Of course. I, like I, I saw <laughs> as you do, right. I saw the, the set of Lord of the Rings books and there was a sticker on the front that said 
that Walden was going to be making these Narnia movie of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I thought, what? Lord of the Rings has been so great, and now they're going to do Narnia? You've got to be mm-hmm. kidding me. So I'm just like exploding here with excitement. I got on the internet, and there's not really any information about this movie. Just very little mm-hmm. bit about, oh, we're, there's actually going to be some filming, and it's going to be in New Zealand. And so I was getting so excited all summer, and I'm thinking about this and thinking about this. And then in the fall, I had this idea, you know, well, why not? try to do the wondering.net but narnia right like that sounds uh-huh. amazing and this is your background right web design and graphic design this is kind of your background yeah so i'm a, just a web developer and that's kind of what i did professionally build websites for people and so that's the thing i know how to do so it kind of made sense to 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 do this so i I thought, well, okay, so it would have been probably, I think, the beginning of November. I kind of put together um, just a real simple page with kind of slapped together some links with any news stories that I could find. And then I thought, okay, well, the wondering.net had um had a forum. So I should like set up a forum. I don't know anything about doing a forum, but if you're gonna build a community, you need to have a forum, right? So I created a forum and launched this thing and hoped that there would be some people that would show up. But what I remember is that um, it was in 2003, of course, and I had gone to, um, my, my wife and I had gone up to go see her parents for Thanksgiving. I remember getting up there and I'm just all excited because, you know, I just launched this thing and I got on their computer to go check it out. And the forum, there were like people that had signed up for the forum and were talking to each other. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) It was the most magical thing that I could remember. Very clearly, there was a demand for this and it was just waiting for waiting for this to come along. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So now NarniWeb is launched. And then I think a very short time later, you come along, right, Fantasia? I think just a few months later. So I believe NarniWeb launched November of 2003, obviously, because here we are 20 years later. I joined actually February 6th, 2004. So about four months after it launched. How did you come across NarniWeb? I never saw this book at Costco. I want to see a picture of that. Um, Me too. <laughs> I... So very similar to Tyrion. I was obsessed with the Lord of the Rings movies because they were phenomenal. And when they announced, I I just had this gut instinct that after they came out and were so successful that they would do Narnia. And so um, this is back in the day where I'm in college. I have my new computer. I'm obsessively googling all the time narnia movie and it was not long after it was announced that i found i can't remember if it was associated press or variety maybe both of them did a press release Mm -hmm. that walden was going to be making the movies and i don't know why i didn't have the idea to search for a fan site or maybe i did and i just didn't put in the right string of numbers yeah i don't know i remember for, for, for yeah for like a year and a half every week probably literally every week or so i would google narnia movie and just right. n- nothing was really coming up for a while yeah but somehow on in february and i think i found it and and waited like a week before i joined the forum um 
But I did find it in either very late January or early February and then joined. And it was it was like I found I found my people. All yeah, of my uh-huh. my fellow fantasy nerds were there. It was amazing. Which I think what it was uh we can sort of take for granted now the ability to find your people on the internet. Mm-hmm. There's so much more infrastructure now with social media to find, you know, how many Narnia Facebook groups are there? There's a lot. And but at the time it kind of was hoping somebody with the, the necessary technical skills to, to create something where you could join um and find your people. And it wasn't easy. And if you did find, you know, the right website or whatever it was it's still like yeah but is it going to be organized is it going to be cordial like how you know Mm -hmm. because the internet could be a very it still can be a very nasty place but i think the kind of infrastructure and tools to kind of keep that under control and keep that at bay were more limited at the time um so it was a big deal that that was my first reaction to narnia web i came along in may 2004 and i think it was a post from the one ring.net was how I first discovered it because they Return of the King had just come out. So Lord of the Rings is starting to wind down and they would occasionally post uh, Narnia related stuff, figuring that, okay, you know, Tolkien people might be interested in C.S. Lewis stuff. And so that's how I came to Narnia web and almost immediately. And I I never really got involved in the one ring dinette forum because I just, it was just too difficult to use for me. I didn't, as I did, whereas Narnia web was just so kind of, this is a credit to you, Tyrion. It was just pretty easy to, to post in and to keep things organized and the color scheme was very warm and inviting. Um, so I remember, I totally know what you mean by I found my people, which was just such a big deal um, at the time. Curious Tyrion, where did you, I guess it's not the most genius thing, but where did you come up with the name Narnie web? And did you, uh, were there any other names you considered? Oh man, I don't remember. If there were any, I mean, it, as, as with any, whenever you're trying to come up with anything, you're just trying to find a domain, right? I think uh-huh. I had kind of look, I had had the idea of like Narnia Net, but I don't think mm-hmm. it was available. And then I just kind of, I think Narnia Movie I, I wanted, I was interested in, but it wasn't available. And then, um, and, and interestingly, later on, in, uh, the person that had Narnia Movie said, they came along and said, We'll just give it to you. And and we ended up getting the domain narniamovie.com, which is kind of neat. But um, Narnia Web just ended up being available and it was easy to grab. And it ended up just becoming, um, I don't know, it just it just kind of when you start with something, it, it's hard to remember what it, what it would have been like before. But I don't I don't think I ever uh, I, I don't remember any other any other names that, that were in the running. Right. One of the things that stuck out to me almost immediately immediately about Narnia Web, and I assume you as well, Fantasia, was just the um a, a lot of the nastiness of the internet seemed to be pretty kept at bay on, on yep. Narnia Web. And it was Absolutely. just it, it was moderated, perhaps too moderated, but it was very carefully moderated in those early days. And this is very was that part of your thought originally, Tyrion, to uh we got to be very, very intentional about Let's keep this cordial. Let's keep it uh, productive. Let's keep it clean. Was that a, was that one of your really really clear goals from the very beginning? Oh yeah, you know I thought if we're gonna have this this community and we're gonna build this thing, I want to build something that is world class, something that's really good, really good mm-hmm. quality. And part of that is is protecting the the environment. If you've got an environment where people are 
terrible and, and is kind of an ugly environment. Well, that, that's not going to attract people. That's not that's not what you want. I thought if if we're going to do something, I want to do something that is done right. Mm-hmm. Really wanted to to keep it keep it good. And I I am just not good at confrontation and, and, and <laughs> arguing with people. And um, so I think early on, I wanted to try to find people that could help keep things going well. I wanted to recruit people to be leaders, if that makes sense. Yeah. And which eventually got us to Fantasia, I guess. It took a while. Yeah. yeah. When did you actually join the staff? So um, I actually went back and looked. A lot of that information was on the very original forum, and that's gone. So I don't actually know exactly when, but I remember kind of the progression. It started off with two guys. Pishon was the original co-admin. Pishon, wow. And then uh, Caleb70. For a long time, it was those two guys doing a lot of the admin work and moderating they were the lead moderators and then um at some point somebody it wasn't me had the idea of doing reading groups and the reading groups became kind of a test for wannabe moderators and i was not in the first group i can't even remember for sure um which book i did um it was a long time ago i remember i did it with justin orman and i remember it was not the first reading group <sighs> justin orman wow but um he and i did a reading group and it was not long after that that i was kind of like you know everybody else is getting asked to be a moderator and i haven't been asked yet <laughs> i think i kind of started putting some feelers out and um i definitely remember asking Pashan about it and for those who know member Coracle, she was a moderator and she says that I came to her as well. And she says that she especially put in a good word for me that I would be a good moderator. And after that, I joined the staff and I think um, it was probably pretty early on. I, I would guess that it was the forum wasn't even a year old yet when I joined the staff mm-hmm. as a permanent member. Wow. Um, so yeah, and that was a big, just the fact that there were a lot of, like a, a, a kind of a team in place really dedicated to keeping things clean was a major asset that attracted me to Narnia Web. At the same time, I definitely in those early days was one of the ones having some run-ins with the moderators. And I think, you know, we were, we were trying to find this balance at the time. It's a very tricky thing of, you know, we want to have enough control to keep keep things from getting nasty and keep things on topic, et cetera, but, but not so much that we can't have natural discussion. And maybe in the early days, it was a little bit over moderated. I think we, by, before the, by the time the movie come out, I think we, the, the bat, we'd finally found that balance, but um, I could speak to that a little bit. If you okay, want please. To. And I don't know, yeah. but, but very possibly you were one of the mods saying, Hey, glum puddle. <laughs> Back I off am here. quite certain I was. Yeah. <laughs> so in the early days, it was very interesting because it wasn't even just the beginning of the group of us who were moderators learning to do our job. It was very early on in the internet as a whole. And so the, I know that looking back on it now, there are so many things I would have done differently. So many, um, uh, like specifically to moderating things I would have left alone that I never would have touched. Uh, there were probably a few people that I chased off because I jumped on, I was being too harsh and whatever. 
But um, I know we're not into this yet. I know uh, when I became a news poster later on down the road, boy, I am amazed that I never got us into huge trouble because I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> and I was learning on the fly. And uh -huh. yeah, that, but that was absolutely the case with the forum. It was very strict back in the day because we were so desperate to keep a good, clean forum. Um, particularly at the time, I remember we really wanted it to be a safe place for kids. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how many parents let their kids online, but back in the day when the internet was so new... Um, it's a children's book, you know? It was a children's book, and we wanted the forum to be available for children to come and hang out and discuss with the adults that were there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I must say, is look, I want to make it clear that, yeah, as much as I had some run-ins with the moderators and such and was pushing back, but ultimately, what I think it was a really good thing. The, the people that were really passionate and wanted to have those discussions and took this seriously... They stuck that out and, and they hung around, whereas the, the troublemakers immediately got discouraged. And so it certainly, I think, had a, a cumulative effect on uh, having a really good quality people, I guess, uh, right from the outset to kind of lay the foundation um, for the community. And I will say, I think um, one of the reasons why I'm sure I got singled out early on is kind of like, oh, you got to keep your eye on Glumpuddle. Was I think there was when I first got to Narnie Web, I was and I would be curious to say if you guys have similar memories of the early form in particular. But I was really surprised by the what seemed to me overwhelming amount of optimism for the movie. I was kind of coming into it with, oh, well, fans are skeptical and they're hard to please. Of course, you know, they they're on some level, they should be hard to please. And you Hollywood gets it wrong a lot more often than it gets it right. So we have a lot of, you know valid reason to be skeptical but i just remember lots of posts where it was clear most people were just taking it for granted that oh yeah it's got this movie's going to become a classic and it's going to be an amazing adaptation it's going to sweep the oscars and so i think the fact that i was coming in there with like oh i don't know i'm excited but let's see kind of made me stand out and often i was kind of one of the few kind of well, wait i don't know how, i actually don't know how i feel about this i mean i'm actually really worried kind of voices do you guys have a similar memory of early narnia web at all well i think that a lot of the reason for that is because of how good lord of the rings was you saw what hollywood sure. could do yep. and of course like narnia is going to come in and it's going to be the same way they're gonna they're gonna they're throwing a big budget at it it's going to be it's going to be that good and then what we were starting to see from the early looks were pretty good you know, some of the the early looks, it seemed like they were they were getting it right. A, a, a lot of the things, of course, there were things that we're worried about and we're anxious about. Are they going to screw this up? But definitely lots of optimism, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And you know, for for a lot of people, Narnia is a is has has some real religious overtones as well. And what we kind of saw from from Walden is that they um, kind of tended to go that direction and kind of got those those religious or or even just very family friendly themed right. So it seemed like the right studio to do this. Um, it, it seemed like the people behind it had a real passion for the story. So I think that all that all added to the uh, optimism and enthusiasm. Right. I think I came into it with more of a guilty until proven innocent kind of a mentality with it i do think my, my screen name probably didn't help either just gonna uh, but, uh, say i think your screen name was just <laughs> yeah you mentioned um 
you know, the, being impressed with the early looks. Uh, I sent you guys a little piece of nostalgia the other day, like the very first kind of behind, behind the magic of Narnia, where they showed, yes. you know, so, some of the creatures in costume and stuff. Do you guys remember that was I mean, we'd seen, I think, pictures of the cast at that point. But I think that was the first strong indicator of this is what the visual look of the movie is going to be. Maybe there'd been some concept art they'd released, but this was the first really good idea of what the movie was actually going to look like. For generations, the enchanted kingdom of Narnia has existed only in the mind's eye. Now, beginning with the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, special effects supervisor Richard Taylor and his team from Wetter, winners of four Academy Awards for Lord of the Rings, are employing their wizardry to bring C.S. Lewis's magical world to life. We've been working on Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe for two years now. We're looking after creature design and the armor and the weapons for the armies of Narnia and uh, other little bits and pieces. Fantasia, you're kind of nodding. Do you remember kind of your first, what your first impressions were of that first behind the scenes video that was released about a year before the movie came out? So I don't remember specifically my reaction to the very, very first one, the one that I really, really remember reacting to. And I can turn this into an, uh, uh, that guy watch that glum puddle member story. Oh, was really? When they re- yes, was when they released that first shot of Aslan. It was not in the, in the trailer. It was when he was walking down the sidewalk between two little girls. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And that was when I was like, this is going to be the most amazing movie me- ever. Ever. It was just a test of the CG Aslan. They were just sort of like kind of camcorder quality of two. Well, they weren't even in costume. It was just two little girls on a sidewalk, probably in L.A., and they had a pretty good looking CG Aslan in the middle. They kind of had that as part of the one of the early kind of behind the scenes shots that were released. And what was your reaction? And what was my reaction? You seem to remember. <laughs> you were convinced it was not CGI. Ah, there you and go. I remember mm-hmm. at the time I had a source of a guy who actually helped animate that scene. And I was arguing with you of like, that's actually CGI. That's what Aslan's going to look at. And um I wasn't right very often, but that time I was. <laughs> uh huh. No, well, I completely forgot about that, and that's uh, that's absolutely accurate. And I think you know, well, you know, I'll help my give myself a little bit of credit. It was dial-up internet days, and so very low resolution. And um, but uh, yep, that's that's true. And uh, I remember that first behind-the-scenes video. Main thing I remember is being surprised at how many practical effects it looked like there were going to be. I think I just kind of took it for granted that. Oh, all the creatures are going to be uh, computer generated. I remember seeing the Cyclops and the Minotaur in, in costume. And I remember us all being a little bit confused, like, wait, I thought that was the BBC days. Do we still do actual costumes now? <laughs> and I think I think I remember being pretty uh, excited about that. Do you guys remember the this would have been a few months before? I'm pretty sure this uh, the USA Today ad that they took oh, out man. in about mid 2004. Oh, yeah. Oh, so so USA Today was such a big turning point. That is when Narnia started. And this is about May 2004. So, so about a year and a half before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And this was the time when this 
and we were just, we were like Narnia Web was moving and we were sucking up every little bit of information we could get. And, you know, Fantasia, what you were saying about the source that you had, that reminded me how special, how amazing it was that we had sources. We were actually breaking uh-huh. news. We had real news because in the beginning we were just reposting things that other people posted, but we were like the uh-huh. place that people were coming to for news. And it was so, so exciting to be on the the the, the front end Leading of all edge, this, this. Yeah. and the fact that the studio had that desire to have that relationship yeah and the the studio the studio absolutely did so so if we jump forward just a little bit to the end of 2004 there was this moment when it, I, I still remember it was Christmas Day and USA Today did an article about Narnia. And, and so, so first it was May that was the, the, the full page ad. So just to clarify, first you had in May 2004, so this is about a year and a half before the movie came out, USA Today did this full page, huge kind of poster. Now the movie's still being shot at this point. So there's nothing on there that was actually in the movie. I mean, the logo was completely different, had this kind of generic sword kind of thing they had in there. And it was a, sh- a shot of a sunset or something. It just said, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe, Christmas 2005. And did we know that wasn't the actual logo? I'm sure we were debating that or whatever, but it didn't matter. Just the fact that it was something and clearly really happening. Oh, yeah. Um, what was really exciting. I saw. I tried to find it. I, I, I saved that. I've got it laminated somewhere, but that was kind of the, and to have it something you could actually hold in your hands and kids for the kids listening a newspaper is kind of like a web page, but it's printed on the back of a dead tree. <laughs> yeah. And like you actually physically hold this in your hand and say, this movie is really happening was uh, amazing. So I think that was, yeah, I'm sure that was a big moment for, uh, for Narnia web as well. So, but, but but when I hear USA Today, what I really remember is this incredible moment when USA Today ran a whole article, uh, not just an ad, but a whole article on Christmas Day about Narnia, the movie coming out. It's on the front page. Yeah. And in this article, they mentioned the leading fan site for Narnia movie news called Narnia Web. And I forgot about the that. Magic of that moment. I went down to the I remember like on Christmas morning going Merry down Christmas. to the, the the gas station and like buying a couple more of these USA Todays because of how exciting this was. <laughs> That's about as big as it got back oh, then. It really yeah. was. I mean physically printed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the wow. Narnia web on the, it was actually on the front page of USA Today going out, you know, all over the, all over the country. So that was, that was really, really exciting. Awesome. Yeah. And obviously that signals the point when news really started to pick up. Uh, do you guys remember, it must've been, I think it was July, 2004, when we had the Pevensey actors announced, Georgie Henley, Skander Keynes, Anna Popwell, William Mosley. Do you guys remember Fantasia, like your first reaction to the Pevensey casting? See, we saw pictures of them because they actually kept their names a secret until filming right. had started. Right. We had, I think Anna Popplewell had leaked because she oh, had done a movie that. before. She had done like some little tiny vampire movie. And so her name had leaked and we, it was not confirmed until that day. 
but we had been kind of researching her a little bit, but I do remember that. And what I remember the most, and this is so awful to say, was the pictures they released were horrible pictures of those kids. Do you guys remember that? Like they were, it was like their glaring sun and they weren't posed. (laughs) They were like talking to people. And anytime you take a screenshot of somebody talking, it's always awful. And so what I remember about that, it, it wasn't the most positive memory because everybody's reaction was like, was that really the best they could do? And it was so sad. Really? Because I don't they, remember that. I remember Georgie Henley's beaming face. Yeah, it was It was not long after that. I wonder if that feedback got back to the studio that they released much better photographs of these kids, like maybe the first uh-huh. movie still or something. But I remember those pictures releasing because it, it was one of the first points where everybody just kind of stopped that optimism. And they were like, Really? Oh, yeah. I don't do remember, remember that, that at all. At all? Cuz that was I do remember that. And thankfully it didn't last long and and but maybe that's because I was a moderator at that time and we had to really <laughs> rein in the negative comments on what the kids look like. Yeah. My memory and I know that like they weren't sort of nowadays it would be like a posed shot where they're kind of in character is how you would typically reveal a character. But these were kind of the they invited a newspaper onto the set while that while they were shooting the uh the cricket scene in the movie, and they just kind of snapped some shots while they were filming. Um, and I remember I thought jo- Georgie and Will had some some really good shots, and now they had some like you couldn't really see Anna and Skander very well. I remember, but I remember the chief reaction was that everyone was surprised at how young Lucy looked, um, and of course the fact that she didn't have blonde hair. Um, but I'm it was sort of like, but how old is she in the book? Oh, she's eight. How old is Georgie? Oh, she's about eight. Huh. And I think it was a sort of combination of maybe we all realize that we're still kind of picturing Sophie Wilcox from the BBC versions um, subconsciously. And maybe also, you know, we're kind of accustomed to characters often, you know, getting the actors are usually a few years older than um, their uh, the characters actually are. We're kind of accustomed to that. But I think we all kind of realized, oh, we've just been kind of picturing an older Lucy for some reason. I think we were surprised at how old Peter looked in that shot. But apart from that, I think I remember generally feeling pretty positive about it, despite the surprise about the age, which actually made sense, and the fact that Lucy didn't have blonde hair. Um, But generally thinking, okay, these look pretty much like the Pevensey actors, I guess. I think this works. Of course, they're just pictures. And again, I want to say, as soon as they released real shots not just the candid ones out where they mm-hmm. were filming um the that reaction changed immediately and of course as we all know everybody fell in love with all four of them yeah do any of you remember the whole brian cox mess oh yeah, yeah. Oh. you want to do brian cox or do you want to talk about nicole kidman oh, oh nicole kidman. man oh. oh yeah we should probably do nicole kidman first i guess uh <laughs> so you know what what i remember i like like i i actually i was browsing through here and i i've, I've just been browsing through 2004 narnia web looking at the the news reports and i can see that we posted a story on june 28th that says We've received word from Ernie Malik, the publicist for the film, and he assures us that any reports of Nicole Kidman being involved in the film are simply old rumors and that she will never be involved with the production. Wow, that's quite a thing to say. Never. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, re- I remember. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. Like, I remember a lot of people were talking about her and there was a lot of excitement around it. 
Um, that she had been rumored to be cast as the White Witch. I should yes. add that on. Yeah. There. yeah, 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 yeah. That was the initial rumor. That was the initial rumor. Yeah. But then it grew. People were swearing they had seen her on set. And then what it came back was that someone had seen the back of Andrew Adamson with his long blonde hair that's and it. thought it was Nicole Kidman. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, my goodness. That's right. But remember, it didn't stop with the White Witch. Then it came back that she had signed on for all seven movies and was going to be the narrator of the of all of the Narnia movies. And I I still don't know to this day where that one came from. I don't either. But that was that that was probably the first drama. Is it true? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of thing that came out. Um, and then I don't remember how long after. Pretty long, actually. It was, it was surprising how long it took us to get news about Aslan. Had they like finished filming and then they were doing the voice actors later. Is that what happened? I'm, I'm it, pretty sure that I know that Liam Neeson didn't finally get confirmed until I think it was much not later. long after. I think it was just before the trailer came out. Maybe yeah. it, it was late. Yeah. Um, but Brian Cox initially announces the voice of Aslan. I to this day still think he would have been a better choice. <laughs> Liam Neeson's fine. But I, I would have loved to have heard uh, Brian Cox take on. I remember being really surprised that, oh, that, that's a really interesting kind of surprising choice. It's kind of a younger, wilder sounding Aslan. That sounds great. Then they went more with the Liam Neeson sort of old, wise Jedi kind of um, thing, which is, which is which is fine. You know, it's fine. But <laughs> I wasn't really curious to hear uh, uh, Brian Cox's take on it. I'm sure there's tapes somewhere because I'm sure he went in and did all the recording. Yeah. Uh, pos- yeah. I, I don't know if he actually got as far as doing recording, but. If he did, yeah, we need to dig up those old those old tapes. Uh, yeah. Do the words four wins trigger anything in you? Mm-hmm. Oh. So I remembered that one. Uh even when I was making my notes, I remembered that one because that was one that came out. Am I remembering correctly that it was someone who got an early sneak peek and then posted a review online? So I guess this is this is fairly late then. This would have been maybe this, just a few months before the movie came out. Yeah. This was in July. This was in summer of 2005. So and what was it basically? They were pledged to the four winds or something like that at the end. Yeah. Aslan crowns them in the name of the four winds or something like that. And I can't even really. Rem- I think at the, what's just funny at the time is people around me were kind of freaking out. And I was kind of like, OK, that's kind of weird. But what's. I was like, what's the big deal? But there was like this big petition. I remember that there was this big petition to have that line taken out of the movie. And um, someone pro- close to the production at Walden Media assured me that that was not in the movie. And because that person got back to me so quickly after that rumor came out, I kind of always felt like the person who originally released the mo- that rumor misunderstood the line from the movie because when you watch the movie at the very end i don't remember the exact line in the movie but it's but like, e- each of the kids has like to the, to the radiant southern to the radiant sun and the eastern glistening sea yeah yeah to the clear blue sky or yeah the LHF points to the compass so mm-hmm. that was one of those that was this this massive huge deal that i'm with i'm with you glum puddle i was like what why are we even talking about this? This is weird. It just sounded really weird, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think people were concerned that it was taking 
Narnia in a real like a new age way and like like pagan yeah like like undercutting Uh the religious themes and maybe it was just gonna be kind of all weird I guess Mm -hmm. yeah wow I think that came out the same time as the toilet flush too (laughs) oh the comical toilet flush yeah which was probably um it was basically a, a test screening of the movie or something like that where I think the music was either not there at all or the final mix wasn't done but in the context of that crowded test screening you know when edmund wakes up in the middle of the night and you can still hear it in the movie you know lucy goes with her candle to go to the wardrobe and edmund you know you see him emerge from the bathroom and you just hear a toilet flush and it's not supposed to be funny it's just there to tell you why edmund is up in the middle of the night but i guess they saw a screening where there's either no music or the sound mix wasn't quite done yet and that just that toilet flush was very it seemed like I was supposed to be comical. We should everybody laughed, and we should remember that the context of Andrew Adamson directed Shrek, and mm-hmm. not everyone on Narnie Web loved the Shrek. So right. we were a little there was there's some sensitivity there. I think. Any memories from when the first trailer dropped, which was surprisingly late? It wasn't until May 2005. Just I mean, that's just seven months before the movie came out. Mrs. McCready, I'm afraid so. The professor is unaccustomed to having children in this house. And as such, there are a few rules we need to follow. There will be no shouting or running, no sliding on the banisters, no touching of the historical artifacts. And above all, there shall be no disturbing of the professor. 96. 97, 98, 99, 100. Ready or not, here I come. When the first trailer dropped, any memories from that? I have a question for Tyrion on that. I became a news poster because you, Tyrion, were gone. You could not be online that day, and you had word that there was going to be a big video something that was going to come out the day you were gone. And you were like, can you cover it for me? And I was like, okay, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Sure, I could just hit the post button. I don't remember if it was the trailer or if it was one of the behind the magic videos. Mm. But I remember it was a big deal. And it was after that that I became a news poster. So I was wondering if you remember, Tyrion, if that was the trailer or not. I can't remember it. I do think that I know that it was so special and wonderful to be able to have people to help, to be able to say, can you can you take care of this? Because I just I can't do it all. And I would love for you to help and be involved in this. And it was so great to have the like to to have other people to help carry the load of posting news, posting the posting these things. I, I wish I could remember the details on that. It's getting, you know, wow, almost what? 18 years ago. Oh my goodness. I guess my memory is not what I remember wish the, it was. Remember the race to get screen caps? <gasps> yes. It was like a, we were just like 
like as soon as that thing came out, we had all the high. We, I think we even split it up, didn't we? We had different people we doing different. Yeah. We would often divide it. Up. Okay, yeah. you, you you get the first thirty seconds, 30 seconds and I'll get yeah. the last thirty seconds, and we'll work backwards and meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, but get, getting screen captures of every single shot and mm-hmm. posting them online, and maybe maybe having a little bit of analysis associated with some of them too. Oh, yeah. Then we had to do the transcript, and we're like desperately trying to get it done as fast as possible and occasionally we'd argue over what they were saying (laughs) or or who was saying it and that was where i was always wrong (laughs) (laughs) i remember that was a that wasn't that wasn't the easiest thing to coordinate before you had i mean what we're doing right now this was nothing uh, uh, organizing this podcast recording but 20 years ago is kind of a big deal that was back with uh, aol instant messenger oh and and yahoo messenger and yahoo messenger yeah remember what a big deal it was when yahoo messenger when they had a voice voice feature where you could hear the person's voice that wasn't just chatting yeah what is are we in the star trek age already is how that felt (laughs) wow but and uh, i remember one thing i remember this wasn't the trailer but when the first behind the scenes video came out i still had dial-up internet now again for the kids at home that meant having your computer actually dial a number and you would hear the same old kind of noise and if at my house if someone if someone called our house about half the time i would get kicked off <laughs> and grandpa how many how many kilobytes could you download per second very little uh and i would have to so when the first narnia behind like behind the scenes video came out which had a lot of richard taylor stuff in it i i clicked on it and went it's going to take all night to load because often that's what I would do. I would literally start loading, go to bed and wake up and watch the video. And I went, I'm going to eat my I'm going to just eat myself alive if I have to wait all night. I won't sleep. So so I, I ran over to a friend's house who had much faster Internet and watched it a couple of times, and then ran back and, and uh, posted about it. But uh, thank God we got high speed high speed Internet shortly after when real news started coming out. But. It was a different time. Now, I've talked, I was talking before about the four wins thing where I felt like I was one of the few people not freaking out for some reason. Here's one that's the opposite. Uh, when the so called white witch pictures started coming out, and she wasn't, I mean, the, Lewis said she's like white, like paper or, or sugar. Mm-hmm. And it just looked like Tilda Swinton to me, um, looked pretty normal. And I thought, <laughs> the white witch is so iconic and that's she's the come on is that too much to ask and everyone was just like i don't know whatever it looks fine and that one still bothers me and fantasia can you tell me why that's not at the time it wasn't a terrible thing to a lot of people and i guess still isn't so i think that what's funny is that i i remember reacting a lot more strongly to not as much as you but I was like, why is she so normal looking? Normal looking. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I think it was one of those things where at the time we still everything else we had seen up to that point looked really, really good. And everything else about her looked really, really good. And I think we were um easily forgiving at that point. It was like maybe the first sort of strike kind of, but everything else looked spectacular. And so it didn't bring people down very much. I think Mm -hmm. if it had been the very first thing we had seen, it would have been a much bigger deal. But at that point we had seen a lot of other pictures and, and uh, some of the behind the scenes videos. We'd probably seen Tumnus by that point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think at that point we were a little less likely to freak out than we would have been otherwise. Okay. Whereas I, I wasn't as, I was sort of like, oh, this all looks fine, but I wasn't as, I mean, the, the, the trailer got me pretty excited, but a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, I was sort of like, oh, okay, maybe, I don't, I don't know, we'll see. So for me, the White Witch was more of a, what? I mean, I, I don't, I, maybe I'm a purist, but I don't think I'm asking that much for the White Witch to be white. Come on now. And I feel like too, we also heard something about like they had tried to do tests of her being white and it looked awful. And that might be the case. Like now I put my filmmaking hat on and I say, okay, I could see where it maybe it would just look like clownish or it would be a little, yeah. it wouldn't look very intimidating or maybe, maybe too intimidating. Maybe it wouldn't be credible that Edmund would think she was nice in, in the context of a movie. So now I'm more forgiving of it. And looking at it, you know, I think that, that Tilda's presence in the film is so powerful it's so it's really good. so good that you can kind of see how she makes it even though uh-huh. it's probably not how you picture it you know from if you're watching a cartoon or in your head um I, I, yeah i i think it makes sense and i i i think uh i'd have to agree with fantasia there with the you know everything else was so good you'd think okay they got the kids right they got tumness right tumness was very controversial oh i loved tumness i thought i thought he looked wonderful no but i mean but when he was cast everyone of course including andrew adamson it was sort of like saying you know that this wasn't this uh, is a lot he's kind of young and good looking which is not at all how i imagine tumness and so i remember that was a big surprise but james mcavoy ended up being one of my favorite bits of casting in the movie for sure yeah should yeah. we talk a little bit about uh kind of skipping i want to get to our initial movie reactions actually seeing experience of seeing the movie but do we want to talk a little skip ahead a little bit and talk about april fool's 2006 <gasps> at all oh my goodness <laughs> was this the first one that we really pulled off that was the first April Fools, and Tyrion, didn't you do something? Weren't there like fake script pages or something, and you printed them out oh, and crumbled them yes. up or something like that? Oh, we did so much, so mature. Oh my goodness, <laughs> we we had so many. This must have been also one of these um, these these kind of group projects where everybody pooled ideas and to to pull this thing off. We announced that Mister T was going to play Reaper Cheap, and there was artwork of a very muscular Reaper Cheap. But it was just like about 10 story, fake stories or so we posted on April Fool's Day and just completely took over Narnia, basically. Now, nowadays, particularly with the state that we're, you know, the, a number of factors, I'd be very extremely reluctant now to knowingly post false information even on April Fool's Day. You know, they probably wouldn't do that again. But at the time, it was jolly good fun, at least until 2008, when the Caspian Susan joke actually came true. Oh, <laughs> At the time, it was all fun and games. And that story we've told, I continue to tell many times. Okay. Yeah, that was definitely a good group. I don't remember if I had any part in that. Oh, no, I remember I recorded a podcast with Rillian. And at the time, Rillian had his own podcast called Narnia News in a Nutshell. And we said, well, what if Rillian reports on the April Fool stuff? It'll kind of make it look a little credible. We'll do a podcast talking about that. And then that actually was the way that we ended up saying, well, really, why don't you just be the official podcast, basically? And here we are today. Um, It's still the official podcast. See, that's something that I did not even know. I didn't know that. That's true. And that's, uh, which is, here we are full circle. Now we're doing the 20th anniversary Very of Narnie cool. Web on the podcast. Now, backing up a bit. Um, So for the first time you guys saw the movie, it's impossible to underestimate the amount of anticipation I mean, when I went to see it, it had literally been nearly four years of 
picturing what might a movie version of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe be. And at least a year and a half of a daily thing, like every single day logging on to Narnia Web and what's the latest news, what's the latest thing we can dissect. A lot of anticipation. Um, so Tyrion, I remember you saw it a couple of weeks before I did. A lot of us got, you know, Disney gave us advanced screenings, which is super cool. Um, but do you kind of remember, I remember your first reaction was very, very positive. And I remember chatting with you about like, hey, I, I didn't want you to spoil too much, but like, <laughs> what are your impressions? Uh, and then you posted a review. What, what, what was your first experience seeing the movie? And did it live up to all that? In kind of mid-November, Walden reached out and said, hey, we would like you to come to the press screening for the movie. This is before the red carpet, but it's in New York, and the kids are going to be there, the cast is going to be there, the director's going to be there. Would you like to come to see this movie? And I just couldn't even believe what I was hearing. Are you kidding me? Do I want to come see the movie? Of course I want to come Uh see the movie. (laughs) And um, so I went to New York and I I stayed with my grandmother and I took the train into the city uh, from Long Island and I went to go see the movie. And I I remember going into the movie theater and uh, my name was on a list and I got to go in and and I, I think I even had an assigned seat and I went and I sat in this movie theater and I looked around and of course I had just been living and breathing this movie for the last two years and I knew everybody i was like oh look there's sim evan jones and there's you know that's rupert everett and the editor and i think it was the first movie i ever saw where i recognized every single name in the credits yes exactly and and i had spent so much time with this movie by this point that it was almost a little bit It's weird to say this, but it was almost a little bit of a letdown because I knew I I, I could almost have written the screenplay for what the movie was going to be because I'd spent so much time with every trailer and it was so thoroughly spoiled. We've got to talk about the spoiler free monastery before we're done here. (laughs) But um, I had just I'd so spoiled myself that I, I. it, it wasn't like experiencing it for the first time in a way because I'd seen so many of these scenes and so many of the background pictures, but it was so special to just experience the whole thing with the music and just the whole flow of the whole movie. It was pretty overwhelming. I don't know that I was able to really look at it critically. I, I, I know I wasn't able to look at it critically because it was such a special environment. Uh-huh. And I was so overwhelmed by actually being there with these people. I just remember it was just, it was just a shock to actually be seeing it. <laughs> you got so used to anticipating it. Uh-huh. It was kind of like, it was almost sad to see yes. it. Like it was the end of an yes, era. <laughs> yes, a little bit, a little bit. So what was what were your thoughts when you uh-huh. first saw it? Do you remember where you saw it? I saw it in Miami. Um, it was about a week before release date. And I remember when we got there, they actually said, hey, guys, sorry, we're hoping to start it soon, but we're having a hard time getting the film out of the little security <laughs> case thing that they sent it in. We're like, we're entering, we're, we're, we've entered the right combination and it's just not opening and we're talking to the studio. And t- t- so there's like a 15 minute delay. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I've been waiting for four years to see this. But the last 15 minutes has been the longest. They even let my brother come with me because we're both huge Narnia fans. That was incredible. Thank you, Disney. 
But I remember, yeah, just liking it, but being a little disappointed, like thinking like, oh, it's good. But um, yeah, I'm happy. I think the, the the title of my review was Satisfied, because remember, you had that whole thing where you could Narnie Webbers could post a review and they had reviews, you, you yeah. could give each category like cinematography and acting and writing. You kind of give each category a, a five shield rating. <laughs> and the title of my review was Satisfied. But I think a better word might have been content. Like, I thought it was good. Uh, but it 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 didn't live up to kind of what I'd hoped to line the Witch of the Wardrobe movie could be, but still like okay. I, I mean, I certainly I went into it being like, just please don't suck. It would it would just be terrible not to suck. <laughs> it didn't suck. It was fine. So I wanted more, but I thought it was still pretty good. What about you, Fantasia? What was your experience seeing it for the first time? So I did not get a sneak preview of the Line of Witch and Order because I had finals. Oh. So my first viewing was with a whole bunch of Narnia Webbers in Kansas City. Lion Party! The Lion Party. And we all went in. It was my first time meeting a whole bunch of my friends online. I had met I had met Tyrion already. We had a family vacation and I had stopped through and met Tyrion. I think, Tyrion, you were the first person I met actually in person on Narnia Web. And then... Um, Same here. And so we we all watched it together. And then we went across the street and ate pizza and discussed it for a long time. Mm. And then we all, I think after that, all went our separate ways back home, which was crazy because a couple of the girls had driven up from Texas. And one of the guys had driven down from, I think, Minneapolis. And so they had come a long way just so we could meet and see the movie. I was like you. I think it was such a buildup and so much hype leading up to it. That the movie itself was a little bit like, ah, it was really good, but it wasn't like, it was not the same experience that I had had when seeing Lord of the Rings. So I think my expectations were way up here, and then the movie was uh, just slight, slightly below, slightly below. Mm-hmm. I will say this, it has grown on me after the first mm-hmm. viewing. I think, I feel like a lot of us, I don't know if I speak for you two or not, but this was certainly the case for me. I liked it a lot better the second time I saw it. Yeah, probably. So I, I think that first experience seeing it, what I got out of it more was actually being able to see it with all of my Narnia web friends than actually seeing the movie itself. We felt like we'd see, we felt like we'd kind of already seen it because we've been studying it for a year and a half. How could it possibly live up? But there was a group of Narnia webbers determined to not let that happen. <laughs> And uh, I don't really know too much about it because I certainly wasn't involved in it. I was a news poster. I was, yeah, I was one. Of the, I was heavily posting news at the time. There was, there were no spoilers here. Oh yeah, there were none of they, they, none of us could really be involved in it. I, I think it was with the Prince Caspian movie that that it really, oh, okay. really took off. Was it or was it? Did Doctor Ellen Ransom? lead that up i feel like in my mind his name was attached to that he was the the head monk i think or the 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 high the high priest i don't i don't know what the i don't remember the, <laughs> but it was such a it was um it was where all the creative writing of narnia web just exploded and there was just this beautiful world of silliness that came to life with the spoiler free monastery oh. That was that. Did it start there? It turned into Ditto Town, which is a whole nother like that's a whole nother yeah. thing to discuss another day. But yeah, I think it was the predecessor, maybe. Okay, I can remember um, 
at, on the news posting side, there being occasional disagreement about, well, is that a spoiler? Is it a major spoiler or a mild spoiler or a plot spoiler or a visual spoiler? What kind of spoiler is it? And that yeah. was we'd put those little warnings in there. That was a really big deal. Mm-hmm. What you said, Fantasia, that really resonates with me. You know, it was regardless of regardless of how the movie turned out, just the journey getting to there was so special. And that's and if I'm honest, looking forward to possible Netflix adaptations, this is kind of me starting to wrap things up, uh, looking <laughs> forward to, you know, possible Netflix adaptations and what's Greta Gerwig going to do. And look, I mean, I as I love the Chronicles of Narnia books, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader is my favorite thing that humans have ever made. And I would love to see adaptations of it that are great movies and bring these out, you know, make more people aware of Narnia. That's all absolutely true. But I really do want that. But I think if anything, I'm on when I hear news about a new Narnia movie coming out, I kind of think it's just as much or maybe more. The thing I'm really excited about is this stuff is just you yeah. know, way over analyzing and, and nitpicking and the uh, the community aspect of it. It's like, hey, even if the movies aren't don't turn out to be great, even if Greta Gerwig ruins them, I hope she doesn't. But if she does, <laughs> we'll still in, ha- have a great journey getting there. And I think it's it's affected me as a person, I think, and the, the, the ability to find your people even from long distances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a relatively new idea 20 years ago, and it, it looks different now. But it's kind of different, of course. Narnia Web's more multifaceted now with social media and the pace of when news comes out, it's all kind of different, but but that's I think that's we still have that same aim of cordial, productive discussion and connecting people and hopefully in some way connecting to the filmmakers and making them aware that hey, we care about this stuff. <laughs> Don't want you to necessarily read every single forum post for ideas for the script, but just know that we really, really care about this stuff. It's not just it's not just a movie. It's such an interesting thing because it's been a whole generation that's grown up. You know, there were some people that weren't even born when Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe came out. There were some people that were very young, that have just grown up, and everybody's changed so much. But Narnia Web has become part of our lives. It's it's informed who we are and how we've grown and how we've changed. And it's changed who we've become. And I think that's pretty special. Uh huh. Can't top that. I love you guys. I love Narnia Web. Uh, it has meant a lot to me. And, you know, I hope the next round of movies are good. But if they're not, this will still be awesome. So yep. we've always got Narnia Web. <laughs> <laughs> further up and further in. Yeah.